On Sunday, Cats play the Hawks round 18, the 17th game of the season. Well, attempted to play the Hawks. Maybe a better description, guys. With me here, Jake and Ol following a 24-point loss to the Hawks. In my books, the worst performance of the Cats at senior level this season. What happened? Hi, Ronan. Hi, Jay. <laughs> yeah, Hi, it sir. was a. Uh, it was. Hi, sir. It was. Uh, yeah, really disappointing game, um, especially for me who thought that they were going to. Uh, yeah, smash them by forty-seven points. I think I predicted, and obviously was seeing the wrong things because I thought our second half against St Kilda tightened some things up, but it it was just St Kilda, and obviously there's some. Teams like Hawthorne and Fremantle and the Bulldogs that are hanging around the the bottom of the eight and they've still got some weapons and can do some damage, as we saw, and doesn't help when you don't turn up. Oh, you know, these these teams that are just outside the eight or, you know, pushing for the, the lower reaches of the eight are, you know, they're, they're playing like it's a final every week, I guess. I mean, in some respects, and and bit were they? Do you think Hawthorne Do you think Hawthorne were around the clearances? Like, do you honestly think they were that good? No, generally, but I, I, I think Geelong's yeah, just, just was just, just off, and 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 um, the Hawks were just yeah, bringing a bit more intensity in there, and and I think they said in the um, in the general media wash up that uh, the Cats got. Clarkoed, I think, is the catchphrase. Yeah. Um, you know, he he, kind of tactically. Um, it was a tactical masterclass in his in his uh, in the way he in the way he worked out his game plan and um, defensively was able to just create that cluster that that he's been able to do for a while years. Mm. Um, you know he's a he is a a master coach. So after Gaz's goal, Gaz's first goal in the first quarter, uh, we were ahead at the time by six points earlier in the first quarter. From then on, we were trapped in our defensive fifty, could not exit at all. Slow, slow ball movement for pretty much the whole of the match, albeit patches in the third quarter, patches in the fourth quarter, but limited creativity moving out from the back, which is a real worry for me, especially when we have all our defenders fit. We've got Hendo on the wings. I know we'll talk a little bit about Zach Guthrie later on, but Jack Hantonary didn't play this match. We have our best defence well, arguably what we thought before this match was our best defence on the pitch and to concede 51 points at half-time against Melbourne, who aren't going to make finals most likely this season. That's pretty disappointing in my books. You mean, sorry, you mean Hawthorne? Against Hawthorne. Yeah, pretty low, sir. Melbourne. They Melbourne. played in Melbourne, so... Yeah. Oh, if it, yeah, if it was Melbourne, it would be even worse. <laughs> that'd be even worse, given the way they're going at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was it was disappointing in a lot of a lot of places. Yeah. It, it, you could tell, like, this was the worst thing that we thought could have happened. Like, obviously, my uh, perception was that we were going to come out of our slump and and really pull our finger out and I think a lot of people were hoping that what happened didn't wasn't going to happen and it, and it mm. did which is really disappointing and now 
teams are going to see us vulnerable. Um, Ro, you said before we went on air that you were glad that it wasn't a Channel 7 broadcasted game oh, because, because a lot of thank, people, a lot less people would have seen it yeah. and, and thought less of us because of it, which is actually, yeah, pretty, I, I'd have to agree. Um, the only parts in the key stats where we beat Hawthorne around the ground were tackles, 63 to 53 in our favour. Um, tackles have been a big element of our season. And clearances, 38 to 30 in our favour. Mm, Having is said surprising that, to a degree. Yeah, it is surprising, as you say, Ol, given that the inside 50 count was in Hawks' favour, 49 to 44. Just their ability to continuously pin us in the back and our inability to move, move out the from ball the back. Quickly. Move the ball quickly, constantly going down the line. And when we do go down the line, this season we have backed in our contested ball game mm-hmm. and we lost it mm-hmm. I know it was a slim margin 137 contested possessions to Hawthorne 134 to the Cats but we lost the contested game and you have to look at individual players from Hawthorne mm-hmm. against the individual players from Geelong who are pushing up there and from this game I know we'll talk about individual players a little bit further on there was only three that came to mind to me. I'll, I'll raise them a little bit later. But it was just from the back line to the midfield to the forward line, not creating decisive chances and mm-hmm. putting a string of goals away mm-hmm. in the third quarter, four the, consecutive the, behinds that should have just been 24 Six points. consecutive six, at, sorry, at yeah. one point in time, but um, yeah. but definitely four clear-cut chances, um, you know, in a matter of two, three minutes that that at least one of them should have been put, in, put away, of, of course. Yeah. If not all of them. Um, and, you know, you could say the same thing um, about... The Hawks at one point when they kicked uh, two goals, seven, I believe, in one of the quarters. Mm. Um, they didn't take their chances. If we take our chances, we're in the game. Um, if they take their chances, they blow us away. That's just the way that footy works. It's a, it's purely momentum. Obviously, you know, you need to get reward for effort. You need to get reward for you know, some positive ball movement and, and marking inside 50, deep in your forward line. Terrific marking from uh, Big Sav and, and Stanley to take those marks. Mm. But then the, the finishing product just wasn't, wasn't there. there. <laughs> um, yeah, and and that's, that's been like the tale of our season the whole year. Like we've, we've spoken the about... The second half of the season, yeah. yeah. It's, we've spoken about how efficient we've been inside, inside 50. Yeah, kicking goals before and, the bye, yeah. Yeah, and... Sav was taking a shot at goal, miss. Stanley missed, quick turnover, Myers missed, and then Tui missed as well, but his was probably the only uh, acceptable miss because it was sort of like a, a weird half snap. snap from like 35 metres out. But yeah, the, the Myers one especially all very, was... All very gettable was, Yeah, it was so good. And that was, that was the game there. Like two, two, or, two or three of those go through. At least two, and we two, get some had to be, two had to be in and it would have been like within a goal. Yeah. And we're, and, yeah. and, and we're, we're on and we get some momentum and yeah. maybe we, we run away with it from then on because mm. we actually start believing that we're in the game. But, um, mm. you know, it's a, it's a matter of um, 
us playing a, a very defensively minded or defensive first brand of football, um, which plays to our strengths to a degree because on paper and for the large portion of um, recent seasons, we have had a strong defence. Um, but it does mean that, I guess, you know, you're not as daring as you should be. And so the opportunities that you create are um, fewer and far and further. But, but um, the opportunities that you create are uh, less frequent. But um, if you're clinical and can take your chances, you'll be in the game or you'll... Uh, You'll get on top of the opposition as you know if you can keep their score low. Obviously, if you can keep their score low, but take the chances that that you get, you'll eventually get on top and get some momentum, and then the game will be on your terms. But um, that's that's the way that ideally the Chris Scott game plan seems to work. That's his plan A. Most of the time, it seems to work, um, but when it doesn't. Uh, it, you know, it gets exposed as, as being rather one-dimensional. So we were talking the last couple of weeks about how they were throwing players around like Blitzarves and uh, this would was this would have been the game that I would have liked to have seen, you know, some movement being made, especially Blitzarves, you know, into the rough or into the middle or, or do something, even tailor forward, you know, when you're, you know, 24, 20 points down in the last quarter and, you know, the last 10 minutes pretty much just played out like nothing. Like there was no movement that was Hawthorne had. The answer for everything. That's when you'd like to see something happen. We only kicked one goal in the last quarter, so maybe the the idea of not having the runners come out for us to give us messages maybe hurt us a little bit. The, uh, oh. But Hawthorne still kicked two or three, so there's no no reason why something should have. The third happened. quarter was our chance. The yeah. third quarter was the chance to that to stretch. yeah, and that you know we were we were on top in that period, but we just couldn't convert the chances. Um. But in previous rounds, we've we'd been converting everything. So, um, you know, we'd been really clinical. We'd been clearly the most clinical and and like surgical team in in the league before the bye. Before yeah. the bye, yeah. Um, you know, gone from number one in goal kicking accuracy to number sixteen in a matter of weeks. How do you drop fifteen places? Yeah, all of a sudden, how does that happen? Yes, it's, it's like inexplainable to a to a degree yeah briefly touching on Scott with in mind wanting to talk more about the match and upcoming games to to come I slightly disagree with you in terms of this match and or in terms of Scott generally having the plan B as mm-hmm. you as you mentioned you look at the first 11 games before the bye what was Geelong's brand it was exciting attacking fast fluid football Myers, Atkins, Dalhouse, Rowan, Jordan Clark. Mm-hmm. It was through the corridor and it was clinical finishing. Mm-hmm. And that was not defensive play. I know it was built from the back and there was really strong performances from Blitz, from Stewart, from Collar, from But they Taylor. were a little bit dare a yeah, little bit more daring. Attacking, defending. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that has changed since, unfortunately, it's strange to say, given that he's one of my favourite players, but <laughs> since Tui's come back into the side from yeah. his injury. But I, I don't think it's fair to say that... And Scott has acknowledged previously that mm. he is 
firstly a defensive-minded coach. But given the first 11 rounds that we've seen this season, the Cats brand has been attacking. It's all been about the contested ball, winning the contested ball, winning the tackle count. That's why Tom Atkins was brought in. That's why Luke Dowhouse was brought in. That's why Gary Rowan was brought in. Mm-hmm. We changed the whole system, our whole forward line. It's hunting. To the Richmond um, style. Western Bulldogs, Melbourne of 2018 hybrid, if you like. Mm. And I think pre-buy, we did that quite well. So I understand it's a complete frustrating match. Mm. Um, and reasonable to vent, very reasonable to vent because I want to vent after this match. Mm. <laughs> I want to vent. Um, but I just in that relation to Scott there, those comments, I think there's a little bit of to and fro. There's been 17 matches. You have to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. It's not the... I, I don't think it's a generalization too much just to say that it is defensive first and foremost or. Mm no plan B first and foremost because for the 11 games out of the 17 we have been aiming to attack mm. pre-buy post-buy um, um, gone what has ultra, happened ultra defensive what has happened so we've gone ultra slow and ultra Port Adelaide, defensive Adelaide second half we put on a strong performance at Kinney Park to win against the Bulldogs who got Beaten by St Kilda by around 30 points on the weekend, even with Liverback in a stronger team than they played against mm. us, that pretty convincingly beat us. Uh, St Kilda was even a tough team to beat. That yeah. only was in the last second half of the final quarter, and now yeah. Hawthorne has pretty convincingly beat us. We yeah. didn't really and get that, in range of like them. Really poor as well. They had a 100-point win over Gold Coast, but they... Played mm. really poorly against Port and Essendon on Friday. Yeah. 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 So these come into some of my thinkings now regarding the match. First off from the get-go, we went up for it. We didn't contest. Um, it's been building since the bye. It's been this slow progression since the bye that we've seen. And we have won games, i.e. St. Kilda. Mm. It hasn't been attractive. No. It has not We've been just attractive. We've been winning ugly. Yeah. And, yeah. and the good thing is that we have kept those wins up, even though we are in a form slump, even though yeah. Chris Scott doesn't want to call it that. But we're, we're in a rut, and hopefully now mm. like it's reached the tipping point or, or the boiling, boiling point. And you know, maybe we need to swing the axe and get some people in from the VFL, or they definitely need to change something, whatever it is, to get back to how we were playing in the Get back the up on that. Uh, yeah. Get back up on that. And, and there's, there's mixed reports that they've you know been doing like a, a heavier training load mm-hmm. to get ready for finals. But if that's the case, we're still five weeks out, and we might not. There's no point making finals if we're dropping down to, to fifth or or third or somewhere where we don't want to play. Especially yeah, that we've talked about the home finals thing last week, and that's yep. not MCG. That's not, the, <laughs> that's not the the reason that you'd want to be dropping down, but just the mental idea of being on top all year and then dropping before finals mm. would wouldn't be good. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think you not, know we're, we're not the western bulldogs that are constantly like they embrace the underdog title Geelong aren't the underdogs they need to be the top dog in good form coming into finals yeah. in first spot based on how the first half of the season went. Mm. Yeah, and with yeah. five go- five games to go now this is where momentum really needs to come into play. Um, do we see some of the VFL guys come in, some changes made? 
Where the heck is Scott Selwood been this whole season? We'll <laughs> yes. get into a bit of VFL <laughs> talk and maybe some ins and outs a bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just very strange for me. I think this is the tipping point for... We addressed last week our structure in terms of Ruck and a Ruck rotator. So yeah. Stanley and Sav or Stanley and Buzzer or Stanley and Fort would be ideal. Fair to say that this match following that last week, on record, I think we were saying Stanley thrives against the more athletic Ruckman, mm. such the, as the large, Tim English. The, the larger ones, or did you say? The, yeah, I, the, I the, the slower. The, the slow, slow I think we had... Um, I think there was... Sorry, the, the slower ones. Yeah. 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 And he struggles more against Rowan Marshall, Tim yes. English, the yeah, ones that yes. Callum Sinclair, the, the ones that are around. able to get around the ground and yeah. great clearances themselves. R.O.B., perfect example. Mm. Big boy McAvoy. Tailed him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's, for me... Zach Smith needs to come into the team. He's our best tap ruckman. Yeah. Uh, what, really. The one game that he played for us in the seniors this season, he looked like an on-baller at types, more than Stanley has been in the last four or five weeks. Mm. He wasn't bad in the Bulldogs game. He he, did, he had, mm. I think I said he had four goal, four direct goal assists and three clearances. Yeah. He didn't get a lot of touches and he won the hit out, so he's, he's done his job. But yeah, Stanley the last month has definitely... Been dipped, yeah. He's dipped in his form, but he, he started really hot. He started, that was his career best form the first half of the season. But yeah, we we definitely need to get Zach Smith in and at least yeah, give us the option come come finals. Are we all in agreement? So uh, you'd, you'd prefer Zach Smith over Abbott I mean, or I'd any other contenders? Have, I'd love to have have Abbott in just because I used to work with him. <laughs> but he's he's genuinely tearing up the VFL as well. He had 50 yeah. hit-outs and 21 touches on the weekend. Yeah. But I, I just, unfortunately, I don't think he's big enough uh, to compete with a McAvoy. And I don't, I don't think Fort is big enough at this no, stage. No, not yet. But if Abbott and Fort could sort of combine, that'd be great. It would be Zach Smith. Their, their powers combined. <laughs> yeah, so, it, yeah. Zach, Zach Smith's the option just because he has the, the AFL experience body. He's big. He's strong. Yeah. He's, he's our only hope. <laughs> the great white hope in that yeah. respect. Um, I well, I I'm I'm different in that regard. Yeah, I think ideally, an informed Stanley yeah. is our best. Yeah, Ruckman, I, I completely or, agree. Know, the, the best player to play in that position. But when's the last round we saw an informed Stanley? Pre buy Richmond. <laughs> yeah, probably Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, pre yeah, yeah pre buy. <laughs> yeah, which is. Yeah, weeks and weeks and weeks. Sorry, how many weeks do you yeah, give it? Nothing, yeah. yeah, do you yeah. give it five more weeks, and then by that time you've reached the bye before finals, and yeah. you have to have a settled twenty-two yeah. of sorts, yeah. subject yeah. to the team you're playing or subject to injuries, yeah. of course. Uh, I get. I guess we do have to. Yeah, it, there has it, there has something has to change personnel wise. Um, so you know, it might be it might be worth bringing in Zach Smith for for at least this game and the, and the the next game afterwards. Yeah. The the two uh, interstate matches. It frustrates me as well. Like I know it's a Sunday game, but they had Scott Selwood and Zach Smith in the team before they were, the teams were finalised. Yeah, on the extended. Yeah, so they're obviously thinking about it. Yeah. Just just pull the trigger, like. 
I think, because if, if Zach Smith comes in and has a really good game against Hawthorne, we still might not win, but at least they have that confidence that they've made the right decision in. Because it's one less week that Smith gets a chance to prove himself now. Now it's like, it's literally like five weeks. Like, we have five weeks to solve. The ruck is probably like our number one issue at the moment. It has. It's, been our, on, it's been our number one issue for... Since for, <laughs> for to, to, a, to a certain degree, it's yeah. been the number one issue since, since Otto. Yeah. But, um... I I think as I said I, I I do think an informed Stanley is our best yeah. best option yeah. but he has to be it all hinges on him being in good form and he he's just to, not in good form at the moment so yeah yeah he's yeah. just not in good form at the moment so um he can't be athletic or you know doesn't just doesn't have the impact that he yeah. um has been known to have in in the past when he's been in form yeah. So something has to change, and so Zach Smith's a decent option if he's fit and raring to go and doing well. I, I wouldn't mind seeing some like hard calls made as well. Um, in one name that pops up is Myers for for me because he's had a couple of really quiet games in losses, yeah. um, and then he's bounced back the next week. Mm. But I, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Narkle come in for for Grind Myers and just you know. Ryan, you've had a really good year, and he has. He's been really good. He's probably been top five rookies for the year. But just send the message of, like, this is serious. Like, you've been fantastic, mm. but, you know, some poorer games have cost you your spot. There's that many people in the VFL playing well enough. It's competition you know, response, like, at yeah, least. Yeah, like Parsons has come in, and we'll get back to him later. I know that Ro and I'll have differing op- opinions on that. We do. On him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some hard calls made. Scott Sold for mine, has to come in. Um, he just, again, has that experience. Um, AFL-ready body, and he has that um, strength and power in the midfield to help us win contested possession, which proves to be our Achilles heel this year when we lose that. Um, yeah, I'm keen to see the axe. Menegola as well. Oh, don't get me started so, on Menegola. So we're talking a little bit midfield here. Like, yeah. We... we Isolate this and it. Yeah. A little bit. We've identified the ruck. Yeah. Areas. Yeah. We're kind of all in the same boat that something needs to change there. Yeah. This can't go on. Midfield. All right. Um. Since the bye, Tim Kelly has not been the same at all. And I think he's been the number one target for most teams as well. Yeah. Um. Going back to the GWS game, mm. where they they didn't necessarily tag him, but DeBoer tagged him and Dangerfield at stages. Yeah. And that was our first loss. And I think teams have cottoned on to that. And in our losses, he hasn't been as good, obviously. Mm. Um, but he's just so powerful and, and gives us so much out of the midfield. Um, tends to be when he's down, obviously, that's when we seem to lose. But he does he does struggle to break a tag. So yes. At the, at, the, at the moment, and I do think um, whether it's with us or whether it's with someone else, he'll eventually learn... How to break a tag and probably be, you know, <laughs> whether it's yeah. As soon as he goes to West Coast, you'll get probably <laughs> getting thirty with Joel Sutherland on his back. Yeah, he definitely needs to. He's still only in his second year, so obviously he's still got some experience. Sure, um, but at the same but, time, come around the back, the buy round, he was touted as the million dollar the million, man, the Brownlow medalist, the Brownlow medalist which he's still round eleven, there. round twelve. Yeah. I highly doubt he's gonna. Reach he'd, Brownlow he'd, contention no, need, unless he pulls something out of the bag like the next three, five rounds. Three yeah. best on grounds probably for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, obviously you wouldn't be dropping Tim Kelly, but you'd 
No, you no, send him, no, send him no, messages that he's been no. poor in. But that's what I mean by dropping my. Would you even start him on the bench, perhaps, or you know, one of these sorts of? Well, for me, I think that's yeah. the most consistent performers, and there might be some strong objections to this. Um, have been Mitch Duncan and the the strong objection, Cam Guthrie. That, Cam Guthrie <laughs> that I thought Cam Guthrie was very through the very guts good. when he's exposed um, to the clearances. I think Cam Guthrie has been really, really yeah. good. He, as we. We've mentioned he's the whipping boy of Geelong. He is. He, every week in the comments, he cops it. Yeah. Uh, and yes, he has a poor game. And But, you know, in the poor games, he has Geelong lose. Yeah. And he he's the first person picked. Because I'm sure Patrick Dangerfield's had some poor games before and people have been like, oh. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, Paddy. Right. He, he, but because he's, it's Cam Guthrie. He's, he's the same. But, like, same. you see comments like, you know, trade Cam Guthrie and his brother too. And it's just like, well, what? That's, that's just silly. Because he kicked two goals against St. Kilda and was really instrumental in, in beating them, especially in the second half. So yeah, I don't care who you play. I, if you play poor, then you probably deserve some criticism. I actually, but... Yeah. I actually noticed uh, Cam Guthrie's performance against the Hawks this, this week and was mm. reasonably impressed. Like, you know, it was a solid... He was... You know, I could, I could, sometimes he's one of these players that kind of fades into the background... Mm. Similar to Duncan, and you kind of don't notice, or I I tend to not notice his it's, impact as much because he's so versatile. I think that they use him similar to Duncan as sometimes on the wing, sometimes yeah, previously he, really a little flexible. bit between midfield, half back, and this season he's been exposed to thankfully more in the guts mm. with Selwood out on the wing, yes. and he's thrived on that. And we do have Selwood who's yet turning thirty, and. Ablett has pushed forward this season, knowing his age. Cam Guthrie and these players needs to be exposed to the midfield, needs to be expo- mm. exposed yeah. to clearances. So my pet hate, I think I said to you, Jake, was between Selwood, Atkins and Parsons. There was four four or five clearances yeah, for the whole match not... between them all. Yeah, I know right they're right. not playing, but, but Parsons was playing right in the centre at times. Mm. Um same for Selwood, and it, yeah, to for those three players to just gain four or five against Hawthorne, um, issues. <laughs> yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. when our whole game has been it's built sli- around it's slightly more than just a bad game too, because we had just a poor game against Bulldogs as well. Yeah. But now it's we now were it's, kind of yeah, off the boil. This was like we've had a bad month, and it's and it like teams are are hungrier than us, and we mm-hmm. need yeah. to fix it. So. Um, I think the back line as a whole just like you put a blanket over them like they they sort of did their job but they weren't fantastic then you did made, maybe you'd say like Blitzarves lost three or four one-on-one contests with uh, Mitch Lewis Tim O'Brien was marking like Wayne Carey but as as a whole you'd say they'd probably you know 50-50 but that's that's not where they've been for the whole year they've been like 70-30 yeah we'd like them to, yeah. to if you were really Matthew Scarlett oh and at halftime against Hawthorne, your team, who you're coaching the defence, has conceded 51 points at halftime. Do you be happy relatively with that in any well, sense? I think it depends. Yeah, it depends. On, well, perhaps no. But it, you'd have to look at how, how many scores, how many uh, points you score in the other way. Obviously, we weren't scoring the other way, so it wasn't an open game. Um, or we weren't able to make it open yeah. to actually create opportunities. Well, in the second quarter, Hawthorne kicked three goals, seven. Mm. 
and and whether so, that's someone's not do, someone's not doing that someone's it, not yeah. doing their job there's a like yeah. there's a drop away in like the connection between mm-hmm. the three or like one of the thirds of the ground is not doing its job yeah um or and and in some cases two of the thirds um is not doing their job i think uh plenty of the old guard in terms of um you know Enright and Scarlet and these sorts, they'd be livid that that uh, it was uh, Hawthorne that did this to us. In those days, you could not lose to Hawthorne, otherwise you'd be... You, <laughs> you, you couldn't go out in Geelong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the way it was. And yeah. it's good to have those presences around the football club. Just You made a really good point off air roll before regarding the way we set up defensively, structurally. Mm-hmm. And you made a really good comparison mm-hmm. to another code yep. in the world in, in terms of how we actually tried to work it out defensively because we were slow, methodical, we tried to be methodical, mm. um, wasn't fast-paced. Mm. Mm. I think your word for that was... Yeah, it was, it's the... Uh, well, essentially, it's the Italian brand of... If anyone's a soccer fan, it's the Italian brand of of, of soccer or, or football um, that they play, which is called uh, Catenaccio, if I pronounce that correctly. It's um, it just means door bolt or a bolt on a door. So you're kind of putting a, a lock on a door or putting a lock on the goal so nobody can score. Um, and uh, yeah, they're very they're very well drilled in defence. They're very methodical in their in their movement, but they're clinical in their finishing. Mm. We play a similar, ideally, we play a similar brand of of football. We are very solid in defence when we're playing well. Very solid in defence, and um, we're generally not that creative, but we we create chances. We do create chances, but we don't, we don't do it with a great deal of flair necessarily. Um, but when we're playing well or in the the first portion of the year, extremely clinical with our finishing. Um, absolutely taking all the chances. I think I may have already mentioned, um, you know, number one for accuracy mm. in the first half of the year, down to 16th. Um, something has dropped away somewhere. Yeah, and it was outlined to rewatch the match painfully. <laughs> I'm not sure why I did. Um yeah, and it just showed the stats such as Gary Rowan, first eleven matches, kick twenty, and then the last kick six before things. that, yeah, it's kick around four or five. Three, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's very low. Um I know he's not the number one marking target. Obviously, you've got the likes of Hawkins and Sav and Ablett and others around there that want to be producing the goals along with some of the midfield performances such as Danger or TK or Guthrie pushing forward. Um, But still, it just highlights, I guess, because in the first half of the season, he was a a really solid marking presence. Um, Just... He's a very very ballistic, uh, explosive high-impact player and he's just not having the same impact as he once was. Um, Ideally, in a perfect world, 
if we sort it out before finals, he gets to finals fit and raring to go yeah. and can actually yeah. have some impact. Yeah. Um, there, there were moments that he had a brilliant tackle yeah. at one stage and that's the Gary Rowan that we know we will yeah. come custom to. He's not going to get sacks possessions, but it's the clinical nature and the the pressure acts that are really important for Gary Rowan. Mm. Um, but yeah, having said that, it is just taking away Gary Rowan is a, a, more of a, an example for the forward line mm. as a whole. Hawkins hasn't been prolific no. since the bye. I know Stav's kicked some goals, but for the amount of marks he has been exposed to, potentially taking, we'd like him to kick a few more. And his set shots haven't been mm. fantastic. Yeah, we, yeah. We've won blaring example on the weekend, but yeah. What we so called in the first half of the season, our mosquito fleet, the the Dalhouse Atkins, the Wolfpack, <laughs> sorry, Dalhouse Atkins, uh, Myers has kind of. Drained off a little yeah. bit. Well, a good stat to back that up was the tackles inside Ford 50. And Geelong had five for the whole game and Hawthorne had 12. And wow. one of those was Radigalese pretty much in the first minute. Yeah. So there was that four tackles goal. Yeah. inside 50 for the, wow. for the, for remainder, of the, the remainder of the four quarters. Jeez. Which is, you'd want... Which is not ideal. You'd want you, five a quarter, let you, alone... Yeah, I game. mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're getting five a quarter, you win the game. Yeah. Um, but we, that just goes to show, like we we just didn't the have the opportunity from that. The avenue. intensity has dropped off, but there's yeah. also yeah the 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 lack of forward entries. Yeah, meaning that they're not deep enough entries to make the defense nervous, which means they you know they kind of lose um, lose control of what they're doing, and then we can capitalize on their um, angst or their yeah. like. Lack of composure, yeah, yeah. The, the the disorganization and the lack mm. of composure that they have, and we can grab them. It was the opposite. Mm. Mm. We were largely not composed and and disorganized in in certain patches of the uh, of of defense or certain patches of the map. What was Joel Selwood's words after the game? I know I've, I've asked him before. Yeah. Uh, he basically in. said, yeah, like they've just played so and safe and boring. It was boring football. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty much the opposite of what they started doing the first half of the year. Because yeah. like we said before, it was like yeah. attacking, defending, mm. but they were just defending. Yeah. And, they were, and the attacking they did was right into the hands of Hawthorne from all reports. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, Daniel Howe had 10 marks. McAvoy seemed to be marking everything. He had he only had four marks, but they're all contested, and I feel like they're all they're, they're all impactful. The yeah. They're all impactful. Yeah. Frustration that we we put out a post before the match regarding Blitz's 150 <laughs> game, and then Liam Shields playing his 200 game gets 29 disposals and kicks two goals and gets best on ground. <laughs> <laughs> he um, killed it, but yeah, you can tell like they just came out with a with a purpose. Yeah, but I don't think that was really strong individual performances from them. I mean, no, it was, she was cracked 29. He didn't get yeah. 35 or anything, but it was just a Clarkson performance. Yeah. Daniel Howe was a late in and had 26 and 10 marks and was probably one of their best on as well. Mm. How they how they set up structurally, I think the commentators were mentioning this uh, regularly where they, 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 um, they give you the, the kick to the pocket, obviously. Um, but, for the majority of the other kicks, 
further down the field, they set up in such a way that the spacing between them is like not not huge. Mm. So there's not enough room for for a Geelong player to lead or yeah, a, long, a Geelong player though, to be. Yeah. yeah, but it. Um, but there's just enough to like. Mm. We're saying to like entice them to do yeah it. to to entice yeah. them or potentially like entice them. them. It's like yeah. it's like if you're willing to bite bite off this, mm. it's gonna have to be know, like a, it's gonna have to be a like surgical kick. Yeah. Um, if you're safe if, yeah. down the line. Yeah. Yeah. If you're willing to go f- go for it, we'll. Um, well, good on you. And it's like if, a one out of ten. And chance. if you pull it off, <laughs> if you pull it off, then 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 you you've done well, um, and you can move on down the field. Mm. Um, yeah, Clarkson just they were very they were very methodical in their in their setup, um, their zonal kind mm. of work. You know the cluster that we've become accustomed to over over the last decade. Yeah, and I know a Geelong Hawthorne match. We said this before: irrelevant whether we're first and ladder, the eighteenth, or vice versa. A Cats Hawthorne match is a it showdown. It's a fifty-fifty yeah. match of, of sorts. But at the same time, started second quarter, Impey goes down, mm. pulls an Aaron Black. Um, that was yeah. That was a yeah. That was brutal. That was a brutal. Yeah, injury. that wasn't good to watch at all. Yeah, uh, confirmed. The other one, MCL, and oh, the medial, yeah, right. and potent, most likely like ninety percent ACL. So the whole oh, even gone. worse. Wow, yeah. oh, that's really bad. That's really bad. Yeah, but like yeah. you saw how far back, like because yeah. it, 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 it was bent, that full like wobble yeah. effect, and it, yeah. like it went back, but it bent inwards too, yeah, backwards. So yeah. it was just the whole thing's just gone. Yeah, and he walked it off. To be fair to him, he's had a good season. Yeah, he's been so really good for them. playing against twenty-one players for. Most of the match, three quarters of the match. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and we and Rose just like got about to explode. Rickrolled. <laughs> and like, how do yeah, like how do you um, or where was the evidence that we were playing against one less man? Um, First half of the season, our defense was exactly the same players, pretty much playing every single match, albeit maybe the Adelaide match where Hendo yeah. played. Exact same players. Zach Tui was injured at the time. Since then, Zach Tui's come in. Jack Henry was managed. It's pretty much been constable for Zach Tui. Was the was the out? It was. Yeah. yeah. So so Jordan Clark's had to move more onto kind of a wing, wing forward yeah. role. Um, it, given his speed and given his versatility, like John Clark's been brilliant this yeah. year. But yeah. Just he's overall. a superstar. Yeah. He's going to be a superstar. But very good. But that does really worry me when we have our so-called A graders back on the on the ground, and it's actually decreased our performance. Yeah. Well, it might just be a structure thing. Yeah, it might be better to play with one bigger-bodied midfielder like Constable or a Scott Selwood instead of Tui, or or a running half back. Can or... you drop? You can't drop Zach Tui though. Ah. Uh... No, if it works, but if it but if it works, but if it works for yeah, that's the thing. We we yeah, if if it works better for us structurally, then then these are the calls you have to make. Yeah, um, that, yeah. that's what I was saying before. Like we have to make the hard calls. Yeah, I mean it's like it's it's based on it's a performance based industry. You know, like mm. um, you know, if the team plays better without two in the team most of the time, then so, two yeah. stays out. Yeah. 
fair to say I'm nervous about flying to Sydney to watch the game this weekend. <laughs> I, I don't know what to what to think. I think I think just on pure assessment, like trying to be relatively objective as much as possible, mm. given a bit like we we obviously want the cats to do well. Um I would say yeah, we ought to win. Yeah. We we should win this game coming up, the Sydney game. But um for all yeah, for all intents and purposes we should win. We ought to win, but the form is a lottery at the moment. Yeah. And there's there's one specific in for Sydney that I'm worried about too, and milestone. The Budweiser <laughs> in for his three hundredth. If and I I guarantee you he'll be in. He'll have a, he'll, he'll have an impact. I bet. He'll kick three. <laughs> yeah. Right, um, like Buddy is literally like the kryptonite to potentially our season if is, he comes in. I mean, yeah. is is like we don't need Buddy in <laughs> right now. We just need to have like a Buddyless game where we can just like get get it right, game. win by like twenty to thirty points, just like get it done. All right, like that's it, like. We're out of this slump now. Let's fix some things up. Let's just get on to the last four games of the season. Yeah, I think no. I think even potentially with with Buddy, we could yeah, still well, you know with them like. But we don't have control. This is the thing. We don't have control over what Sydney does or who they pick. You know, mm. so we just have to, we have to go into the game and beat them. Whoever whoever it is they pick, we have to be better. Mm. We have to be better than them. Well, line up how Sydney went. Last game running in a little bit. Talk about some VFL just before moving on to the Sydney match. But yeah, some some standout plays for this match. There was only really the three midfielders that came to mind for me being Duncan Guthrie and Danger pulled it back at times on a tag. Is that fair to say? Any other? Ablett. Was yeah, Ablett was Ablett at times <laughs> from outside fifty, um, and that's what we what we want from Ablett. That's all we can ask. So I didn't think he had a bad game. Um, Touches wise, he probably didn't have you know like his, his, his ideal. Um, sixteen wasn't too bad for the four yeah, though. Was pretty good. Yeah. But um, roosted that goal. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. Un- unhappy with the defense. Um, yeah, I didn't think the shark too many players just too bad. Bit- Shark was good, yeah. Shark Scarlet, was good. Scarlet, yeah. um, Cats Media posted something today, and Scarlet was saying that Shark did really well, and he had, yeah, he had like three or four like going back with the flight, yeah, spoils, and I think he had five tackles as well. Two, mm. two of them were on Popolo, like pretty much as he was running into an, an open goal or to give it to a player mm-hmm. running to goal. So he he was good, but he shouldn't be the best defender. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tim O'Brien and Mitch Lewis, three goals each. Collar, uh, Taylor, and Blitz have got to take the wraps for those. Rich, Rich, yeah, Rich, whoever yeah. they were at, at, on the time. Agree, yeah. Yep, and, and Tom Stewart. Um, yeah, we, we just look disorganised in defence. Uh, strange. Yeah, I know Jack Henry's been in the game, thrown up as a forward at times, thrown up as a back line, but there needs to be some sort of continuity for me. Um, Jack has yeah. looked cooked the last few weeks. Yeah, so he was right to be managed. Yeah. I think Collar had the head knock where he's there if we he need, came he's the out. first in. If yeah. We need it. yeah, so ins and outs and and well, disappointing players. <laughs> is is there any extreme disappointing players that that come to mind, or is it more the 
the team uh, show. It's just an element of malaise, you know, just yeah. like an element of just, yeah, like we've just dipped across the board. Yeah. Um, nobody's been like absolutely garbage or, you know. Busey, yeah. And yeah, to credit slightly to Buse previously, had, yeah. had really good games. Yeah. Amazing game on Eddie Betts earlier. Because he, a couple he of weeks played, ago, he played and then, on Popolo. And Popolo yeah. set up, I think he had four goal assists. Yeah. And only had 13 touches, but I think he set up like four of their goals. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Five scoring goals. Yeah. yeah. And the amount of pressure acts that the likes of Atkins did gain, even though mm. Tom only finished with eight disposals. And two touches. Some of the midfielders gained over 24 pressure acts as well. Yeah. So there's an argument that can be made in that sense, whereas yeah. the pressure should be coming from the grunt from the centre and not relying on yeah you on you, you the ball yeah, Atkins exactly. to uh, well you don't you don't want you don't want your defenders to always be doing the defending you know what I mean you want full ground defence which has been that attacking defending you yeah. know hunting second half of Adelaide they could not get it out of the the defensive yeah. fifty. We yeah, are a defense. Yeah. Sure, we are a defensively minded team first and foremost. But that means we are yeah hungry all over the field mm. to defend. Yeah. To you know be stoic and just constantly tackle, constantly pressure. That's that's the brand of football that's beaten us. So we had to. I mean, in the first half of the year, we were using that. Same brand that was, uh, you know, that was effective against us, against other teams, and it was effective against them. Yeah. Um, but we've gone away from from our mm. ideal brand at the moment. Yeah. Talk about some ins and outs, maybe in a line yes. with the VFL performance on the weekend, because some of the players that played there may dictate. Who comes in? Who comes out this week? Uh, given five games to go, is it panic signs? Given how we've performed after the bye, it's, I, not, it's not panic signs, but it's realignment signs or Scott Selwood. Scott Selwood signs. Yes. So Quinton Narkle. Yeah, Quinton Narkle. The Cats media highlighted he had two goals, four thirty touches, three tackles, and seven clearances. I would. I think that's his fourth or fifth VFL game, and I'd personally, as I said, like to see him in for Myers. Menegola came in for his first game of VFL, had 26 touches and 11 tackles in shocking conditions. Uh, the ground was terrible and probably Casey caused two Fields. injuries to, like Nathan Kruger potentially has done an ACL, and Zach Guthrie was also injured, and the club actually checked with the VFL about the, about the condition of the ground. So the most promising player for the VFL for us this season, up forward and down back in Nathan yeah. Kruger. Well, essentially the future, uh, like, yeah. like tall. And <laughs> we know for, for big tall players, an injury like that can mean... Like a long, yeah. Can mean, mean it's a long anything. road back. Yeah. Or, yeah. Ryan Abbott had 21 touches and 50 hitouts, if you don't mind. And Charlie Cunsport had 29 disposals and 9 tackles. And there was one more. Scott Salwood played forward, kicked two goals and had 15 touches. Those stats just look to me like he's ready to come into the AFL. Like he's just chilling up forward, mm. ready to come in to the team next Playing week. Playing how he did against Frio in 2018. Yes. At the end of yeah. the home away season. Just, only, yeah. only had three tackles, but he's just got that experience that he'd mm. be able to kick a 
couple goals and, anyway. And, he's and he's and fast, you, you, and, and you know, you know his like brand of football. Yeah, I, I don't get Every, why people seem to think Scott Selwood's slow. Like he's not George Hall and Smith. No, he's a, he, he's, he's a, like he, there's a reason he gets he's a tagger for tackles. a reason. Yeah, like there's a reason he was like averaging eleven tackles. Yeah, like he's not a he's no slouch. No. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's pretty mm. much all the all the the news out of the VFL. Henderson had twenty touches, so he could be an option down back as well. But we've said that all year. Mm. I don't think if he hasn't played by now since round four against Adelaide, I don't think he's going to be in. Subject to Harry Taylor or a blitz pulling an yeah. injury, it'd yeah. have to be. But yeah. that's it. He's there if we if we need. And he's Henry, only Henry's the there. like mm. the insurance policy, basically. Yeah, um, but I'd I'd expect um, Menegola to come in. Because he's he's an elite all Australian level player. Mm. When he's we, yeah. when he's when he's in peak form, that's we, yeah. We'll, you, we just get him in, and we just yeah. we <laughs> just we tend to play better with him in. Yeah, he's in like team. he is like our Tom Lynch. Like he, he adds another. Up, yeah, like he adds another. He adds so another well. quality, qual- element of quality to yeah. our to our midfield. Yeah, and and yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see Mark Lynn. You said it before that he gives us heaps of sparkle. Yeah, and makes us better. Yeah, and, uh, it's just. Be, you just Players are really attractive. If, if, he, if he comes in for Myers, then that would definitely shoot a message to the team. If they're dropping Myers, who's been their, probably their best young player this year, mm. no one's safe. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's better for players to yeah. go back to the VFL, have a match, and, so and be, come back. Myers, and, be Myers has been terrific this year. Yeah, like, Myers would be like the Steve Johnson mark. If you drop Steve Johnson, or like when yeah. Steve Johnson was the sub, yeah. that one game he came off... Like at the start of the third or something, you just sit and like grab the vest and like sat down, like put it on. I was like, he'd be filthy. If Myers got dropped, he'd be filthy and he'd want to, he'd kick 10 in the VFL to get back. That's that's good though. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. You want that. But we sort of like just, the ins have stagnated. I think we've been like the second team for total players used for the year or second or third. So it's been a pretty consistent team the whole year. Mm. Yeah, the players that we saw last season, JJ, Sam Simpson, Who? Quinton Narkel. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen... Yeah, we haven't barely Buzzer, seen... Buzzer, yeah. yeah. Buzzer should have played. But, but, uh, but I'm, I mean, I, I I do think that, uh, you know, a genuine, like a month of football is enough time to sort some stuff out. Definitely yeah. five games left. Yep, and a, a lot on the road as well. Yeah. Given that we will be playing at you know, Frio and at other grounds, SCG is quite similar to Canini Parker in its dimensions. It's weird shaped. It, it is weird shaped. Yep, that's what we love about Canini Park. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird shaped. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll also be playing in the West as well, which has more of that MCG type structure to it. Um, so yeah, a mix of games coming up. Um, I don't think we've played Frio before at Optus. We haven't, no. Right, so that should yeah. be interesting. Yes, yeah. I don't think it's really been a happy hunting ground for us so far. No. I think with three losses and one mm. win. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but I do should be interesting. Plays in and out following this game. Mm. Oh, uh, we've we've raised before. I think Stanley. So okay, that's. Did we change the rough for us? Bring in Zach Smith or Zach Smith. It has to be Zach Smith or the Rabbit. I'd love yep. I'd love Rabbit to get in, but they're not going to choose Abbott because the Smiths they're like their AFL experience body, so they'll choose Smith over Abbott, even though Abbott's been in better form. Yeah, unfortunately, James Parsons played his third game, following two good senior games this season where he didn't look like. 
previous years at all. He looked like a completely different player. Yeah. Thoughts of James Parsons performing on the weekend? Old made some mistakes. I heard made oh look, but like made some yeah made some errors. But um, who didn't? You know, plenty of players made errors. Um, and uh, you know, missed some missed some chances or or missed a missed a chance. But but again. There were the consecutive uh, consecutive instances of missing behinds. He um, came in with a really high expectation. I, I don't know why. Probably those two games he played, yeah. yeah. And the Cats media were pumping him up heaps and showing his... And that's my thing, Jake, yeah. with Quinton Narkel at the moment. Mm-hmm. The highlights feed. There's a bit of James Parsons good. in previous weeks, <laughs> though, that we saw. That yeah. was, uh, you mentioned before that Cats they, media yeah, at the time kind of was fl- hyping him up, ready to Quinton. Yeah, so are they flagging the Parsons fact that in? they're bringing him in, basically? Yeah. Is what you, yeah. They're, they're preparing us. Yeah, and... I, without having seen a senior game this season from Narks, I'm, I'm He played not really sure well against he... Sydney last time we played at the SCG. It was him and he did. JJ. JJ, JJ played amazing. He had like 11 tackles and yeah. 4 goal assists. JJ was insane that yeah. game. Yeah, and so I, pure energizer bunny. And yeah. I think they'd have to. They'd have to look at previous game again, like that game we played at the SCG mm. and who played well. It was really wet that night too. Um, so that might hamper the decision but yeah surely he comes in based off the the chunk of VFL he's done already and that game he's ready to go mm. yeah okay so Zach Smith we think um, Zach Smith for Stanley Quinton Narkle we think for Parsons, for Parsons or, or Myers I'd, Parsons would be first down Parsons yeah. okay Manigola for Myers or another like Gary Rollins, not safe. Right, right. I'd actually thought about P- Gary P- Rollins' P- security. I'd, I'd, yeah, probably Menegola for Parsons, playing more through the midfield, and then um, Narkle for, for Myers. For, for Rowan or, yeah. or Myers, yeah. Either, either or. All right, now we come to the name that has been talked about every single week, I think, since he's been back from injury, which was probably, what, round, <laughs> round three? Okay. <laughs> Quote, quote Hawkeye here and don't say it. Don't give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Scooter? Where's Scooter? Uh, yeah. Does he come in? He was listed as an emergency in this yeah. game. Previous games he hasn't. The likes of Sam Simpson and other players have. What's happening? Yeah, I, I, Scoot. What's I, the stumbling block? Like? I can see Menegola not getting in because he has only played one game back. And and if he doesn't come in, then Scott Salwood has to come in. He has to. He played forward in the VFL, so they're obviously letting him chill. So he's you know not not going crazy in the midfield and getting smashed up because he hurt his ribs the week before. But yeah, he has to come in. That's it. Right. So is that Decision four made? changes? Yeah. 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 Right. He has to. Is that the foot down? Is there? that four changes made that? No. That you, so I I, I, I <laughs> don't think Benegal will or... come in because he has only played one BFL game. I yeah. Think they've made Selwood. Given he was out for a month. Yeah. yeah. They'll they'll make him do his work. Yeah. Because they played against Casey, who are in the bottom half of BFL, and and it was a shocking day. So he, he would have had a lot of tackles from you know scrimmage sort of midfield packs. But mm. yeah, Scott Selwood for for Parsons and. Narkel for someone, Myers or, or, or Rowan, Rowan and then as, Zach as said, for Stanley. Yeah, yeah I, mm. I don't even think they'll drop Stanley, to be honest. I think they'll back him in. 
I actually <laughs> tend to agree yeah. with you. They don't, on... they don't make those changes. Chris yeah. Scott's never swung the out. The coach, <laughs> they ne- he, they've never, ever done it. It's only after, like, when it's two weeks too late and then it's, like, too late then. Yeah. Um... Well, they, like, they, they, do you think they kind of do it after the fact sometimes? Like, well, yeah, they, they do it, they do, yeah, they do it, like, the, the one week too late, like, in, in, when yeah. the player was, like, not when the player was obviously in peak form, but the week after yeah. they've in had, reality, yeah. that Zach Smith should have played against Hawthorne, and we should have gone, like, ah, uh, yeah, like, yeah, you can, you can play Smith. We're, Geelong never has, like, gee, he's stiff to be dropped. Charlie Constable. That's the only one, and only because Zach Tui was back from injury, and they obviously rated Zach Tui. That's the only one this year. Onwards and upwards, though. Sydney, this current weekend, coming. The Cats play. Key position maps are up. It's probably a lear in the ruck, which, as you pointed out before, Jake, uh, off air, may be a better for Zach Smith. Yeah, well, weekend. it's a good chance to bring Zach Smith in and exploit that ruck uh, position because he at is quite... Uh, athletic and mobile but i don't think he's necessarily used to playing in the ruck so that would be a good game for smith to come in and get some confidence and if he i mean if he can't compete against the lear then he probably shouldn't be in but like we need to uh get him in and have the option at least um Mm -hmm. uh, like we said we probably don't expect or i probably don't expect expect smith to come in anyway because they probably don't make the hard decisions to drop players like stanley i hope they do but yeah definitely uh as we saw in the Sydney game we played early, earlier in the season, they matched up quite well against us with their young tools like McCartan and Blakey. Um, we hope this time around that Taylor, Blitzarves and Collar can do their job, which they did pretty well last time we played them to uh, quell them best we can. Mm, yeah. Midfield, shouldn't be too worried about. Zach Drones had a pretty good year. So yeah, and far. George Stewart as well. But jo- Josh Kennedy didn't play last time. Mm. Well, we played Sydney too, which was a big out for True. them. And yeah. he's been in really good form, as has George Hewitt. And uh, Isaac Heaney played decently against us, but he's been better since then after a sort of up and down year. Mm. They've definitely got some weapons like Hawthorne, so it's not it's a, be, not a done a, deal. It's going to be a test for us, but, you know, again, if we're, if we're serious and I know we can't necessarily look at the ladder as mm. a... As a yeah, as, you know, as, as a, we've seen. <laughs> as a means for uh, you know, evidence for our form. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you're going to do that, you know, we are in obviously a greater position than, than the Swans are. So statistically speaking, for the greater portion of the year, we've had a better year, so we should win this game. Um with, and I say that with with uh, limited confidence because <laughs> because since the buy because yeah. because things are slightly less predictable at the moment for mm. us we don't know what brand of football we don't know which Geelong side is going to turn up um, we want that attacking defending hungry wolf pack hunting style to come back. Round one to round eleven. Yeah, let's bring it back. Yes, Turn back please. To clock. <laughs> this coming weekend against Sydney at the SCG. You up there, Jake? Yes, I'm going up this week to watch the game, and 
I'm very excited. I haven't been to the their CG to watch anything before, so should be good. Um, especially if Geelong get up to win, and let's hope they do. And if they're serious, it should be about a three goal margin at least. I'm going a bit more conservative. I'm going Clatter Cat of the Week again. Cam Guthrie, my man, <laughs> doing it in the centre. Um, the whipping boy for some. Been fantastic for me. <laughs> I'll go a, a six point game because I'm just I'm just not sure what to expect going off recent weeks. Oh. My Clatter Cat of the Week uh, will be Patrick Dangerfield, as it has been for a number of weeks um, now, or at least was last week. I'm hoping that he can be one of the players that, you know, pulls us out of this slump, pulls us out of the mire and carries us on his, on his back as he does, um, you know, most weeks if we're down. Um, he's very heroic in that, in, in the way that he plays the game in that sense. Um, hopefully he can deliver a heroic performance again and help us to ensure a Geelong victory. Um, yeah, probably backing big Tommy Hawkins in again for Ooh, to come out really? of his form slump yeah. and kick at least four goals. And yeah. if he does, that probably would show that our forward line is back up and functioning and hopefully closer to the form that we had in the first half of the year. So, margins yeah. Margin for me um, is, yeah, probably somewhat conservative within that... that uh, Three, four goal mm. ranges, um, as you've alluded to, Jake. Um, but there's an yeah, again, there's an element of of the desire of wanting to see things return to the way they were. Um, so you want to be a little bit optimistic that it can turn around and we can get things back on track. Mm-hmm. Pull it together. We got some interesting things from. The KC rooms coming out. Uh, Lockie Henderson, Wiley Buzzer, ask them who's their favourite players to play with at the Cattery. So we'll we'll post that up along with a, a Quinton Narkel interview from from KC, which will be up on our pages as well. Hopefully, um, he gets picked on Thursday night, and we can post it up then. Yeah, that would make might, it would might work well. Time, <laughs> yeah. Interesting to see what happens Thursday. <laughs> yeah, onwards and upwards. Let's do this. Four points, top of the table. Let's get back our momentum. Let's get back our style. Let's get back the Wolfpack it's and please. the Misfits <laughs> and in the centre clearances. And just the midfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everywhere. <Let's> <laughs> go Cats. Go Cats. Let's go. Go Cats.